The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk. Higher penalties will be brought in for antisocial behaviour offences in new legislation. A government clampdown on such behaviour and attacks on Gardaí is detailed in the new Justice Action Plan. Maximum penalties for assaults on Gardaí, on frontline workers, on members of the Defence Forces and firefighters, prison officers and ambulance personnel will be increased to 12 years. Now, to discuss whether or not this will reduce criminality and deter that kind of antisocial behaviour, I'm joined uh, by criminologists Trina O'Connor and uh, Pat Murray, ex-Garda Detective Inspector. Good morning and welcome to you both. Pat Murray, what do you say to this proposal? Well, it's welcome. Uh, Whether it will make a difference, I doubt it. But it does show a solidarity by the government uh, with the emergency services, really, and the Garda, that they're backing up and they understand what... um, Gardaí are faced with and uh, you know but whether the 12 years will be an incentive for those in criminality to say oh no we're not going to assault a guard I don't think that the 12 years would ever come into fruition really uh, like a guard would have to be very badly injured and even if someone is brought before the circuit court the circuit criminal court on, on a charges of, of assaulting a guard uh, and they plead guilty, they will obviously uh, get it uh, mitigating that uh, once they plead guilty, they will get some time off the 12 years. Uh, and th- you may have uh, a criminal who has had a history of, let's say, maybe mental illness or drug abuse or whatever, and all this will be brought up in his favour uh, at a sentencing hearing. So for someone to get a 12-year sentence, I would say, is going to be highly unlikely. Now, but, uh, the gesture, but the gesture is welcome. Like okay, know. so it's a gesture of solidarity with uh, yeah. uh, the the Gardaí and with other frontline uh, yes. workers. Yes. But you're saying that uh, w- when you take into account all of the things that may mitigate, that even if the injury to a Garda was severe that a judge will say, well, you did plead guilty at an early stage, you did cooperate, uh, and also I understand that you were under the influence of uh, a narcotic or a cocaine or whatever it is, and therefore you're sick rather than criminal, therefore instead of giving you 12 years, we'll give you two. Is that what you think will happen in court? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He mightn't get two, but he certainly won't get the 12. And you have, I had a case myself where a guy was uh, got uh, 16 years for manslaughter, uh, he, he appealed uh, on the grounds that it's, it, it was a severe sentence and the judge didn't think in the fact that he was an alcoholic and an alcoholic uh, when he committed the crime and uh, it, it, the, 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 the judges had to look at it again that uh, it was a disease, uh, being an alcoholic is a disease and it should have been taken into consideration and they knocked another three years off the sentence. So I'm saying that there's, there's, there's always mitigating circumstances that will fall in the favour of, of of the person that's before okay. the court, you know. So instead of getting 12 years, they, they might end yeah. up getting 10, now, now you, or whatever. You, you, know. you deal and have dealt as a Garda with young offenders and um, you also currently, as an expert, give advice to people who might have difficulties with antisocial behaviour. Uh, do you believe that there's any kind of... A grapevine uh, through which young people would be told, listen, you could get 12 years if you do this or you, 
you know, that's not the way it works, I suspect. No, it doesn't work that way at all. The people who are engaging in antisocial behaviour or assault and guardian are not thinking, God, I'm going to go to jail for 12 years for this, because they know they're not. And that's as simple as that. But I do give advice to people in respect of antisocial behaviour and young people in particular around shopping centres and, you know, areas, uh, you know, where they gather and that, you know. And I always believe uh, there is... the guards have a system of putting young offenders into juvenile liaison schemes and keeping them monitored and uh, eventually if they're breaking the law, continually breaking the law, bringing them to court, getting the court order to keep them away from shopping centres or whatever, they're causing the problems, you know. But it has to be, like, you know, there has to be a buy-in there, uh, you know, and if the if the young chap continues to, to disobey, he will go to jail and get, he will get time in prison, like, you know. Uh, is that the is that the uh, desired outcome? Well, the desired outcome would be to stop antisocial behaviour, and maybe we have to understand it a little bit more because maybe there's problems with these people that cause this uh, gatherings, let's say, of young people who commit crime and just are a little bit feral and go out of, uh, go out of uh, you know cause problems. Uh, and you will find them from my own experience that if you have a gang of twenty. There'll only maybe be two or three max that will be the, the ringleader or be the people calling the shots, like, you know. And it's sometimes to get these people identified and concentrate on them, you know. But uh, certainly it is a problem uh, countrywide okay, from Tr- what I see at the moment, you know. Trina is listening to this, uh, who's a, a criminologist, Trina O'Connor. Uh, Trina, uh, what Pat is saying there is, yeah, it's a symbolic gesture of solidarity with the Garthi, but practically it won't make any difference. Yeah, yeah. well, optimistically, I would hope that what we can do is we can create early intervention to stop things escalating to this level. So I suppose as a society, we need to ask ourselves the question, why is this disrespect for the guards or the healthcare workers or the ambulance or the fire brigade? Where is that disrespect coming from? Because when I was a young person, I'm sure yourself, Pat, you, we would have had huge respect for anybody who was out there safeguarding our communities. Sure. So that question, I suppose, needs to be asked. And it's a two kind of pronged approach that we need. We need early intervention and we also need protection for victims of antisocial behaviour. So shopkeepers for example and shop workers who are dealing with this day in day out. So, so what is that protection? You can't have a guard in every done stores. Abs- absolutely not. So this is about um, galvanising and resourcing communities because currently we have all these piecemeal kind of organisations around the country that are doing small bits of work that are very important pieces of work um, like Garda Diversion Projects like Pat mentioned there and also the likes of uh, the Bail Support Supervision Project that's currently being rolled out. But the problem is none of these are resourced long term. It's always annual funding and it's always pilot programmes. So we can't sort this out overnight. It needs to be a long term sustained budget given to these projects so that we can interfere with that generation and like we know that early intervention saves the exchequer and also saves young people moves them away from criminality because these kind of projects work very much um, for young males for example the whole one good adult if you can get one good person working with that young person you can move them away from mm. a career crimin- in, in criminality But is it a question of trying to find things for kids to do? Uh, you know, it's over. You you look to organisations like the GA or the FAI, and all the like. Every weekend, there are thousands yeah. of people out there playing football. They generally 
then don't get up on their bike and go off and terrorize uh, some person. Yeah. They don't do that because they have a structure in their lives. They have an ambition. They have things to do. They've got collegiality in their yeah. teams and so on. But then there are some who don't fall into any of those nets. Yeah, so you have to look at the social construction where young people are coming from. So if you're coming from um, an area that could be deprived, where there may not be supports at home, where there may be addiction in the home or there may be some sort of mental illness, then you're a young person who's, I suppose, coming from a point of view where you have like um, a deficit in social capital. So if you're just really focusing on surviving during the day, well, then you're not really not going to be togging out and getting out there for your GAR team. So it's about that support. But I've, I've spoken to lots of young people. Sport is brilliant because the people who volunteer in sport and clubs around this country save so much money to the Exchequer and young people's lives um, by supporting them and, and making them part of that team. It's it's a really positive intervention that we can make. So that needs to be resourced. Like the Icelandic model, for example, they turned their antisocial behaviour around over a period of 10 How? years. So what they did was they, they signed up to each parent who had children between the age of 12 and 18 to got them involved in all sorts of activities, not just sports, could be dance, it could be ballet, it could be whatever, but sports was one of the big ones. And the government paid for all their subscriptions, so it didn't cost the parents. And then they paid, um, not volunteers, they paid uh, professionals to walk in all of these places, so it was properly resourced. And also in Scotland we had the Violence Reduction Unit. Again, this was properly resourced by the Scottish Government over a 10-year period, the resourcing was there, where they had navigators, youth workers who were trauma-informed, who were ACEs aware, adverse childhood experiences aware, and they walked with the police in Scotland to navigate young people. So they approached gangs of young people say on public transport for example and brought them another way now in Ireland we also have this going on we have the Cherry Orchard community together we have Get the Message Out which is on the north side of Dublin hashtag there is another way all of these organisations are grassroots organisations but they're at the scraps of the table trying Mm. to get funding and that's the key and you're saying it makes absolute economic sense yeah. to invest heavily in these if you can save a generation from uh, criminality. Yeah, well, the World Health Organisation tells us for every one euro that we invest in early intervention, we save just like a five euro. Also, to keep somebody in Mount Joy prison a year, it's over 80,000 a year and rising. Yeah, but so, the, the, I'm just reading a report the, the prisons are full at the moment. Uh, it looks like there are people sleeping on floors yeah. in prison. So, uh, you know, if this initiative in jailing more young people for antisocial behaviour was uh, successful, if that was what the objective was, mm. there's no place to put them. Well, well, there's that as well. And, and even in the women's prison, the women's prison is overcrowded as well. We're looking at currently 194 prisoners sleeping on mattresses on the floor. And that's a fourfold increase since January. Now, that's dangerous for lots of reasons. I mean, the, the Mount Joy itself could be sued. Um, you've got health and safety issues there when the door's opening. If somebody's in, in addiction and there might be a problem in the cell, violence can be increased. So when you lock people up like mm. that, that's not very um, uh, kind of compassionate approach to how we deal with people in prisons. They they also are entitled to kindness okay. and compassion. Uh, uh, Pat Murray, feel free to, to uh, talk to each yeah, other. As yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I would totally agree there that everything's been said that early intervention does lead to less public order and criminality later on in life. And I think it was, I think it's Finland now that, that uh, heavily in, uh, invest in uh, children from the age of when they're born up to five years of age. Uh, if they're, you know, that, that they're properly reared and that they're given all the opportunities and they feel that 
as a result of that, that they have less public order issues and less societal issues later on in life, you know. Um, so and Pat, definitely we, Pat, we have something mm. like that on the on the Northside Partnership. It's called Preparing for Life. And that was funded through Atlantic Philanthropies. And now that funding is gone, they're currently trying to get funding again. So that really works because that's from, you know, they go and they meet um, young mothers and young families in the maternity hospital and they work with them from bare to eye up and provide all them support, not only to the children, but also to the parents to try and get them back into education for example because we know in Mount Joy a large um, proportion of the population didn't even finish secondary school so education is key here as well but again it's yeah. about that increased yes, funding absolutely, you know absolutely absolutely and I used to uh, used to be stationed in Balbriggan and there used to be a centre there Sunshine House and they had a few places around the country where people from children from deprived areas were given summer holidays in these uh, locations beside the beach and stuff like that and uh, I often talked to, to people later on in life that had gone through the Sunshine House uh, projects and they really, really loved loved it and they made friends and they were, it was a, a whole new lease of life to them. Like, you now, know? Um, th- th- there's a, a text here which uh, you might want to comment on. This antisocial behaviour doesn't happen in some countries because young people are afraid of the police. These teenagers that ram cars and carry out other intimidating and antisocial behaviours should be forced into work such as tidying up communities, make them give back rather than roam the streets. That's from D. Now, um, the, the trend in policing at the moment is everyone's got to be, you know, oh so friendly. There should be no fear. The guard should be your pal. Now, in in, in many countries... That would not be the feeling. I mean, maybe the the cops are feared, maybe they're hated, but if they're respected because of fear or hatred, whatever it is, is that not a better outcome than people actually making fools of the guards, which I've seen. I've seen gangs of yobs making fools of the guards. Yeah, But you can't have the guards to react to that type of carry-on where they'll take out their baton and lace everyone around them or whatever because they'll find themselves in trouble then. But maybe there was a time when the guards could, uh, uh, you know, f- uh, deal with those type of issues on the spot and it was accepted. But this type of, of, of interaction with the public is not accepted now and it has to be looked at it in another way and that's just as simple as that, you know. I suppose as well we've got restorative justice practices so similar to what your texter was saying there so there is a way for people to repair the harm but they first have to acknowledge that they caused the harm and that is a much more um, convenient way of dealing with issues like this because if you're a young person and I just want you to imagine if you come from a background where there's violence in your background for example in your home and then you go out and the trusted adult who's a guard is then violent towards you what you're doing is you're compounding violence for that young person so but what that, do you do? that injury so for the so, guard on the street, because I'm sure we'll get lots of texts from yeah. guards and WhatsApps from guards saying it's ridiculous, you know, what we have to put up with. We're supposed to, yeah. you know, put up with all sorts of abuse and yeah. we can't we can't do anything. So it's about creating that wraparound support around young people who are in crisis, for example, because sometimes, Pat, when we have young people who are acting in an antisocial way, they could have a dual status. They can be a victim because they can be groomed and they can also be a perpetrator. And when somebody is acting out against society, they're sending us a message and we need to listen and as society we need to be the grown-ups in the room and intervene and provide sports, uh, support for young people in kind yeah. of things like sports what we were talking yeah, it's, about it's, earlier it's, all, it's, a very, it's a very complex area very complex but there are uh, strategies that can be implemented that will lead to a better society in the long run 
but it means a buy-in by the government, by the police force, by uh, you know communities, and that like you know, and that's 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 really the way forward in my mind. Like you know, what do you say though to people who are? attacked uh, by such gangs of youths and sometimes by the way gangs of young fellas their very size uh, of them you know 10 or 12 guys arriving in a place at one time is intimidating even though they mean no harm they're just going for a swim (laughs) (laughs) you know there is that people say oh there's a big gang arriving yeah Yeah, they arrived in town because they want to go for a swim Yeah, Yeah, sometimes there is a moral panic around these things but people rightly have um, have experience in the past so that would cloud how they look at gangs of young people but I suppose if if we stop looking at them as them and us and they're part of our community and and there is some brilliant work like Farrell could do some brilliant work where they use uh, gangs gangs if you want to use that word of young people to come into an area and almost like uh, sprinkle kind of joy around the area by helping out the elders in the community by doing weeding and and cleaning up the area so there is a lot of positives when young people come together as well but there is a moral panic at times and and we've seen this over the years Pat there's moral panics about all sorts of things we've seen loads I'm sure at this stage that old expression uh, Pat married the devil finds work for idle hands Mm. so Mm. if you can get something for those Mm. idle hands to do yeah it exactly. means less yeah, time yeah. for the other stuff. Yeah, I totally yes, agree absolutely. with you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's very, very true. But to get the young people around to that way of thinking or doing that, there has to be support there. There has to be strategies there. And if they're not, uh, we're on a we're on a hiding the nowhere in respect of yeah. anti-social um, behaviour by young people. Some of the texts coming in, it won't work in isolation. All style above substance unless we have more visible policing and actual reinforcement of existing laws. Another one, these penalties won't make any difference on assaults on emergency workers. The biggest problem when assaulted, as I experienced at first hand, is how the state treats someone who is assaulted. They don't want to know about it. Uh, rehabilitate you and legal compensation can take years. The state doesn't do enough for victims. Uh, totally agree with Pat Mary read the proposed new law in my opinion it's a populist action by the government that's from Mike uh, these new proposals for antisocial behaviour can only be evaluated by how well or not these sentences are enforced and actual time served by perpetrators there's nothing more than a virtual uh, virtue signalling at best by politicians and the judiciary running scared to enforce the law. It must be soul destroying to be a Garda. Uh, there was a charity shop in Dublin a few years ago that had to hire a security guard for that shop. You know things are bad when a charity shop has to do this. Uh, Robin Monaghan says if there are no prison places they should be electronically tagged and their movements tracked. I'm not sure whether we had have enough of that kind yeah. of technology to make it work effectively. Um, the increase in antisocial behaviour and breakdown of communities was partially due to the government closure of hundreds of community development projects in 2010. These projects educated kids and kept them out of trouble and held them accountable for their behaviour. That's from Breda. And a final one for the moment. The main reason why youngsters act in antisocial ways is that they don't get correct guidance and a positive role model at home, mainly the parents' fault. So sad and very difficult to fix. We reap what we sow. That's from Dave in Galway. And that is the truth of it. I mean, if mm. kids yes, don't know it, what, a, what a, you yes, know. But all of those comments, Pat, would lead you to believe there has to be a system or a strategy put in place to deal with these problems. If we don't, it'll get worse. And it's no child's fault when they're born in, into a, a household where there may be drug abuse or 
violence or whatever, you know, and those children will, will reap what, what they see. Like, you know, they'll, they'll go out and do the same thing, monkey see, monkey do, you know what I mean? So we have to have something in place to say, well, yeah, look, but, but we, it, we you know, let's take your side. Let, 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 what let we imply, Pat, to, to, for example, if uh, a dog, uh, because of the way it's been treated by its owner, then bites a child, the dog is put down. In other words, the poor dog, who's only doing what he's been conditioned to do by the owner, uh, pays for that act by, you know, losing its life. I'm not suggesting we execute mm-hmm. antisocial behaviour. But you know what I mean? That uh, irrespective yeah, of yeah, what gives yeah. rise to it, the puni- there has to be some sanction there, some yeah, punishment there for wrong that is done. They- that's why the intervention in young people from the time they're born, if they're in a disadvantaged area or family life or wherever, that if the money is put into them, let's say, till the, until they're maybe five or six years of age or whatever, they stand a better chance of, let's say, uh, growing into society yep. with a degree of respect. Uh, yeah. Okay, but, you know, uh, Trina, finally, the, the, that idea, that early intervention and so on, which is wonderful if the resources are there, but it also gives us the dispiriting message, you know, when we're trying to avoid these excessive punishments for antisocial behaviour, that prison actually does not work at all as a rehabilitative uh, course of action. It does work for some people, Pat, and I, and I work with a lot of people who have been to prison who are now giving back to their communities. It's kind of like the, the wounded healer kind of people that have been through the process. And a lot of these people are extremely good role models because they can tell young people how bad it can get from their own lived experience. Um, and they're the kind of people that we need to be putting into communities to give young people the message that actually there is a better way than the way you're going right now. Um, I'm very positive about some of the resources that we have out there right now. The only negative I have is that they're not being properly not resourced. Being resourced. Uh, final word then, should the government go ahead with this um well, well I, I think the success of this will be if there's not that many of them happening, that we create an intervention. I think that, like everything else, we need to make sure that when we bring in new laws, that we bring in supports at the same time, because the justice system should not just be about punishment. Pat Murray, final words? Yeah, well, look, at uh, as I say, anything that would maybe help in some way to, to, to stem assaults and guards and, and emergency services is, is welcome, whether it's going to be effective in the long run in my mind possibly not uh, but certainly uh, well we spoke there about intervention with young people from an early age and supports are the way forward really uh, prison is it a, a, a you know it's the last resort to lock someone up uh, should there be other avenues there in the meantime that they maybe they're made crime Kilpatrick or something like that you know as a, as a punishment or whatever at least it keeps them out of prison and they might just uh, you know, get in touch with themselves <laughs> in the right. process. But it, 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 it's a very complex area. All right. Very interesting, but very complex. But certainly young people need need support, like, you know, families in difficulty and young people do, yeah. Pat Murray, retired Garda Detective Inspector, thank you very much, and criminologist. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk. Just Trino O'Connor, uh, thank you also. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.